Welcome to part one of Cisco's Wi-Fi Best Practice podcast. Uh, hello and welcome to the next of the uh, episodes of the Cisco Technology Podcast. I'm Justin Woolen and you can contact the podcast via Twitter at, at Justin Woolen or via email at justin.woolen at cisco.com. That's two O's and one L. So what are we going to talk about today? So today is going to be one of my favorite subjects and we're going to talk about Wi-Fi. Now, uh, we've already done one podcast already with uh, one of our security experts, Mark Jackson, where we're going to talk about deploying wireless in a secure way and, and especially into sort of government areas. But what I'm lucky enough today is I'm going to be joined. I'm joined by two of my favorite Wi-Fi people. We've got Brett Martin. Say hello, Brett. Hello. So uh, my name is Brett Martin. Uh, I'm a systems engineer looking after some of our enterprise customers in, uh, in the UK. And we are joined by my other favorite Wi-Fi person, is Jason Tyler. Hello, yes, uh, I'm Jason Tyler and I look after UK public sector for Wi-Fi. So that's what we, so the reason I brought these two guys in, not because they're my favourite Wi-Fi guys, which they are anyway, is that we can have two very different contrasting views, or maybe not contrasting views, of how Wi-Fi is being deployed in enterprise, so in, into businesses, uh, corporations, things like that, uh, into industry. And then also into into the government areas as well, such as as education, healthcare, central government, local government, all those different areas that we have it as well. So Wi-Fi is fundamentally very critical, isn't it? And, and Brett, you've got some some views on this, haven't you? So yeah, absolutely. I think Wi-Fi is becoming more and more critical, and I think the the reason for that really is that we're moving into a world where wireless is becoming much more the primary method of accessing the network, that uh, we, we don't necessarily plug in anymore, uh, at, certainly at home, and that behaviour is uh, is moving into um, in, into the places that we work. So when, when Wi-Fi is the primary way of accessing the network, it, it introduces some new considerations on, on how you design it, how you, the technology that you choose, um, all of those sorts of things, which is, is what we're going to talk a bit more about today. So, yeah, absolutely becoming more and more critical, certainly in, in, uh, in enterprise is, is what I'm seeing. What were you seeing in, in, from a public sector point of view, Jason? Absolutely. I think the, the public sector, um, I guess historically, have probably been, um, I guess, slower than the, the enterprise market because of the security aspects. But uh, we, we tend to see that the uh, security in wireless land is typically good now uh, compared to how it used to be. And so the adoption within the public sector is gaining pace, without a doubt. Um, and I guess we're luckily enough in the UK to have universities as part of our public sector, and they tend to trailblaze on, on most of our features. So anything new that we tend to come out, we tend to see it adopted within our university campuses. Yeah, so Wi-Fi is a real big use. Absolutely. I don't know many times you see a student plugging in into the network and they've got lots of devices as well. Mm. And that's a challenge, isn't it? Because you've seen, you mean, we've all got multiple devices. You I mean, in this room, we've got some laptops, we've got other smartphones. Then we none of us got any, any sort of tablet devices, but we've mm. all got multiple devices. And that's something that I've seen change from, from when I first came into Wallify sort of a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Um, <laughs> it was where it was like one device, you mean, you'd go and do a wife deployment, it'll be like, okay, how many laptops have we got? We've got 100 laptops, we'll design it for 100 users. Yeah. Now it's like, how many users have you got? Okay, we've got 100 users. Right, we're looking at maybe from two and a half to maybe three devices per person. Yeah. You mean obviously there's not half an iPad or half a smart tablet device or other other tablets are available, 
but it, from on an average perspective, and you sort of go into universities, and you I mean I've seen things where you, you mean the states seem to have a lot more devices. We've oh, yeah, seen yeah. things like yeah. seven devices. Yes, yeah, seven devices per user. So that that can be a challenge in itself. You know, having to design a network which is no longer on a per person basis, but a per, per device that a person has on mm-hmm. them. One one thing I would say on that though is that I think some customers that I've spoken to have got worried about about the fact that you've got. Uh, a, a wearable device you've got a smartphone you've got a tablet you've got a laptop and they're thinking well how, how on earth am I going to design a network for all of these devices that are all being used simultaneously but of course we've still only got two hands and mm-hmm. you're not going to be streaming 4K video on your iPad at the same time as you're doing something mm-hmm. really uh, intensive on the network uh, on, on your laptop simultaneously so uh, it, it certainly has a you're trying to say we can't multitask <laughs> well, <laughs> so I think it's, it's something that you certainly need to consider. So if you're looking at DHCP and things like that, you've got a lot more devices that are joining your network, but don't get too concerned about the fact that they're all going to be screaming, using masses of data all at the same time. Well, that's a really interesting point, though, because the one thing we've noticed from an app's perspective and what devices are doing is app updates... And iOS updates mm. or, or, or operating system updates. And those things happen whether it's in your pocket, whether it's in your bag, yeah. whether it's in your hand. And one thing we've, we've started to see, and we've, we've done a deployment of Wi Fi in, in, in one of the public sector areas, and the biggest thing that they saw was the uses of the network was app updates and, and operating system updates. Mm. Because, and when I thought about that, I okay, well, yeah, because I, I got a new smart device. And one thing I noticed, I was never, I never got a, 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 an alarm or a notification to update my apps. And I, so I went into my settings. I went, oh, it was, da- it was already set to automatically download when on Wi-Fi. And I'm going, mm. well, I don't want that. So I turned it off. Mm. But it's that sort of even. So it is a consideration, even though we can only use one device at the time. Those apps, those devices, are still connected, yeah. and they will be doing things in the background. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. I, I guess we will come on to this uh, in a moment around uh, sort of application visibility and control, but. One one of the things that you you can do to minimise the impact of that is by reclassifying that that type of traffic. So, I mean, one of the classic things that I'm sure we we all saw the articles of is when iOS whatever comes out, BT and uh, and, and the service providers have their biggest internet days ever. So, how do you make? Well, funny enough, I just go well well. Nine was iOS nine was about one point three gig. Yeah, yeah. I've just had a reminder the other day. I got a reminder yesterday for a, for a, another update. Mm. So it's it's sat there. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah. Same same here. I guess that's the the amazing thing about Apple. I suppose is that they've been very successful in getting everybody to update all at the same time. So how do you minimise the impact of that on your real time traffic that that does need yeah. to be there at a, at a certain mm. um, with certain sort of latency and, and jitter requirements so uh, that that's one of the things one of the considerations when we've been designing the products to make sure that we're able to, to mark down yeah. that traffic type so that then it leaves uh, your your real-time traffic your voice and video uh, your business critical time. applications yeah. whatever they may be absolutely yeah. that, so that they're then sort of prioritized over over those uh, sort of less critical yeah. app updates and what have you. So that's, that's a real good 
introduction and, 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 and hopefully you, you, people listening to this will have a good understanding of you mean and they mostly got real good opinions themselves and obviously please contact the, the podcast with those thoughts as well around why is Wi-Fi important I think we all pretty much know that and I think mm. we've had a real good discussion around that one thing I'd like to take it back to and I want to go back in time uh, to sort of how Wi-Fi started what is Wi-Fi get the fundamentals because the one thing mm. I'm starting to see is that people take Wi-Fi for granted and people take, say, the Wi-Fi and the internet mean maybe even the same thing. Yeah. Because in my house, my kids will say, the Wi-Fi's not working. And I'll go, what do you mean the Wi-Fi's not working? And they'll yeah. go, I can't get onto Facebook. Or I can't, and they'll go, well, it's not the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the internet maybe now, or is it the website? But they, all, they, they associate the both. But nobody really understands, not nobody, that's a, that's a generalisation, but people don't really understand how Wi-Fi works, and they just take it for granted. Mm. And when people say, oh, and so imagine now if you've got a hotspot in a cafe and fully enough it doesn't work because there's about hundreds of people who are trying to join it. You mean people just go, oh, the Wi-Fi's not working. But the Wi-Fi is just doing what it's doing. And, yep. it's, it's in, and there's some fundamentals behind it. So I wanted to spend some time talking about what is Wi-Fi, how does it work, and some of the things that, that those, and trying to change some misconceptions maybe or trying to educate people mm. listening on what are the things that maybe that stop Wi-Fi working, and then we can talk about the things that we you can think about to make Wi-Fi a really good experience and having that same like home experience in the workplace, whether yeah. it's a university, is whether it's a council building, whether it's in, a, in, a, in an office or wherever. So, Jason, do you want to do you want to give us a bit of a take us back in time, Jason? The yeah. time when Wi-Fi started. Yeah, back in the old days. So. I guess let's kind of equate it to what most people are familiar with. So if if you've got um, an access point or an internet connection at home, that will invariably have a a Wi-Fi connection on it. So historically, we had one frequency band, and that was allocated to us, and that was uh, a 2.4 gigahertz band. Um, You had uh, three channels available to you that weren't interfering, but the problem with that particular band, it was shared with so many other devices. Um, So... Shared with Bluetooth, it was shared with microwave ovens. Strangely enough, uh, shared with. <laughs> what do you mean, a microwave oven? Yeah. So microwave oven stop Wi-Fi working? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if, if your microwave oven wasn't particularly screened well, then uh, as soon as you turn it on, it could impact upon your Wi-Fi signal. Even baby alarm monitors. Yeah. Uh, I've got cameras, a really good story about yeah. that. Yeah. They all baby alarm monitor <laughs> interfered. With with the with the with, with totally off frequency. I'm going mm-hmm. it's a bit too techy for this podcast, maybe, but yeah. But that's a perfect example of it, yeah, as yeah. well. And so, um, what manufacturers did because we were restricted on what we could use because obviously shared with so many other devices. They introduced another frequency called uh, five gigahertz band, and that's the predominance that we see at home devices now. But I guess where you need to kind of consider it at home, you only have one device. And uh, because it typically works at home, it's very rare that you have any connectivity problems. Um, when you then come into the office and say, why isn't the Wi-Fi working? Because mm. you're faced with so many other challenges in, in the office environment that you have to be able to roam between access points, you have to install access points in harsh locations, there's lots of metallic uh, framework in the building that you have to consider. So, so many other factors that kind of get pulled into that. So, mm. so just to, to summarise then, Wi-Fi is basically made up of two channel two type of frequencies so there's mm-hmm. the 2.4 which has three channels yep. so that means you can have three wi-fi access points on three different channels and they won't interfere with each other and won't yeah. provide yeah. coverage in an area but then as soon as you put a foot take a fourth one out it's going to have to use one of those other three channels so that's the sort of the challenges around yeah, the 2.4 mm-hmm. also it's it's bandwidth as well you've only got 
one channel's worth of bandwidth to use. And so it's a bit slower, and you tend to see that more on older devices. Yeah. So we're talking 802.11 B, G devices. That, that you mean for the, for the techies on the OLS? Yeah, and, and 11N um, as well operates in, in that band. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I think the future is 5 gigahertz. If you look at, if you think in, in Apple terms, then from the iPhone 5, which came out. Uh, Other smartphones three, are available. Yeah, <laughs> three or four years ago now. Really partial. <laughs> that was the first uh, dual radio uh, iPhone, so both two point four and five gigahertz. And, and I mean, we keep track of these things through events like Cisco Live on on how many devices are connecting and, and which bands they're connecting on, and, and all these sort of statistics. And and what we're seeing now is that the vast majority of devices are connecting on on five gigahertz. And, and the benefits of five gigahertz then are. You've got essentially a lot more channels to choose from, or at least your device can choose from, I should say. So um, there's less chance of uh, interference on that channel, and there's also less um, non-licensed devices in in that band. Mm. So you don't get interference from microwave ovens or uh, baby alarms and those kinds of stuff. But there is uh, one slight limitation, I guess, is um, that you will potentially be impacted by uh, radars. So if you're near an airport, that does share the same frequency band. So, um, but most of the enterprise access points do have mechanisms to accommodate that. So yeah, you'd always yeah. have a guarantee of service. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, the one thing that uh, the one conception I want to get out out there as well is around how Wi-Fi works is itself from the from a client to a Wi-Fi access point and. Mm. The one thing I always like to equate to is like a light bulb, isn't it? You turn a, 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 like an ordinary light bulb on without a shade on in the room, it lights up everywhere, and Wi-Fi pretty much, because it's a radio, yep. does sort of the same thing. And the one thing about the, the way the protocols that are used in Wi-Fi is that the way it works now, and it is going to be changing in the future slightly, isn't it? Yeah. But is that only one device will ever speak at any one time. So you could have a, a room full of 20 devices but only one of those will ever speak at one time and then it goes around and, and, and each device tries and gets its own turn yeah. to, to speak, isn't it? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's that sort of, it's not like an Ethernet technology where everyone's on, everyone can communicate all at the same time Absolutely. to an access point. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, think of an AP, like a, like a half-duplex hub. Uh, so on, only ever, exactly as you say, one, one device is talking at, uh, at any one time. And I guess the, the consideration for that is that the, the way... That the protocols work is is what we call collision uh, collision avoidance. So your your clients will listen before talk. So think of Wi-Fi as a as a polite protocol. So it will it will listen before it transmits. If it hears something else happening on that channel, then then it won't transmit. So that's why interference um, is, is an issue. Um, and why having lots of access points on the same channel is an issue because those clients will will listen they'll hear something they'll hear some energy in that um, in that frequency band and uh, they'll back off they, they just won't uh, they won't won't talk so uh, it can that, that that manifests itself in poor performance so you'll yeah. see you'll, you'll see your clients really um, having having a bad time trying to get trying to get out to the internet and trying to connect um, uh, out to whatever they're trying to connect to um, because because there's too much happening in that um, in that frequency band so that's that's a real that's in, interesting because you compare it to home mm. where I've got one maybe I've got a, a, a home hub or whatever it is I've yep. got an internet broadband provider with a built-in Wi-Fi um, and 
that will sit on one channel and everyone connects to it and it's a, like a big light bulb lighting yeah. up my house with Wi-Fi and everyone connects to it and that's fine. Yeah. The challenge is that you take that from a home environment and put that into a, into a business or a, or a, a university or wherever where you're going to have to have lots more of these access points mm. to provide you coverage where you need it. So that's the bit where you need to have those considerations around what channel, then it's, it's radio, uh, signal strength, what, yep. and all those other things that come into it and are coming quite quite important. And so we've we've talked about why do we need Wi-Fi? Why is it important? Everyone's looking at it. A bit of the basics on Wi-Fi. So what are the? So we've we talked about the problems of Wi-Fi, about the channel. We talk about interference. Um, the older Wi-Fi, we, so we've got BG, which are very slow, slower technologies mm-hmm. as well. And um, the other thing, you I mean, uh, the other consideration around Wi-Fi is around where you have a slower client. We'll only speak at that client speed. So if you've got someone like yourself with a fancy new uh, smart device speaking at really fast speeds, but then if I come in with a really old device, so you mean one of my old, I know uh, an old handheld terminal that I used to used to have yeah. uh, that works at maybe eleven B, eight hundred two to eleven B, which would be maybe at eleven megabits, maybe five point five megabits. Yeah. The network's going to slow down to the lowest common denominator, then, isn't it? It so will. It will. It all. Um, it, essentially, the way the way I kind of equate this is, it's almost like a, an elastic band that you're stretching and stretching and stretching. At one point, it's going to snap. So it's like. Your access point is having to accommodate the old client. So think of it as receive sensitivity and transmit sensitivity if you want on an access point. Um, when you're right next to the AP, the, the elastic bands in a nice range circle, but as you move away, it's having to stretch and stretch and stretch, and eventually it's going to snap and your client's going to disconnect. Mm. Um, so when you're right at the limits, um, your throughput's going to be very little. Um, you're not going to be able to uh, transmit some high-definition videos, for example. Um, so the idea, really, is to keep your clients as close to the access point as possible so they get the better user experience. It's all about user experience today. It's not about connectivity. It's really about mm-hmm. you know, how good the experience is connected to the Wi-Fi. So if you keep your clients and try and maintain them close to the access point, you're going to get that higher data rate yeah. and a higher throughput. I think, I mean, that's a really good point, Jason. I think it all comes down to design, doesn't it? And the, the physical layout of yeah. your, your access points. And, and that's something we, can, we, we, we definitely need to talk about on this podcast. And there's a couple of things, I mean, there's the, I mean I'm trying to, we're really keen on not talking jargon. Mm. And it's a bit of a challenge on this one because we're, <laughs> we're going a bit techy. We've already mentioned 802.11. Um, but the other things that we have about the new access points now, and, and the customers might be listening and see this when they see it on a spec sheet or a data sheet, they see four by four, three by three, mm. uh, spe- one spatial stream, two spatial streams, three spatial streams. What what does all that mean? So when you see a an AP, an access point that has four by four in it, does it mean yeah. it's going to be like an all terrain vehicle, or does it mean <laughs> something else? <laughs> So, so I, I use the analogy of mouths and ears. So you've got multiple mouths and multiple ears, both on your, uh, on your client, so on your, your phone or your laptop or your tablet, um, and you've got uh, multiple mouths and multiple ears on your, your access point as well. So uh, essentially what, what happened with 11N is that we introduced this concept of... So we've got 11, we've talked about B. Yes. So that's like really old. Really, really old. Then we've old. got G. Which is pretty old. Which is, which is pretty old. Then we've got 
A. Yeah, which is equally, uh, equally which is old. Equally old, but up in the 5 gigahertz range. So BG yeah. were 2.4. Yeah. A was five. Yeah. Then we got N. Yeah. So this is alphabet soup. Everybody listening in now. Yeah. So N, but that was in both two point four and five. Correct. But it brought in new new technology. Exactly. New new concepts in in the world of uh, in the world of Wi-Fi. So this is back in two thousand and seven that we introduced eleven uh, N, and uh, here's going to be one for your. Uh, um, your, your, your techie jargon <laughs> spatial multiplexing oh wow yeah so this is the idea of being able to transmit uh, multiple different uh, distinct streams of data between one client and one uh, one access point at any one time so that's what you'll see the so if you're looking at three three by three colon three that means that you'll have three spatial streams supported on that access point Right, so a, a, a spatial stream is a mouth or an ear. Exactly. So you've got three mouths and three ears on, on that. Um, on right, that okay. And, and what's the colon bit? So three, three by three is so three send by three receive. Okay. Colon three spatial streams. And a spatial stream is is a distinct stream of data between a client and an access point. So you can have. So it's like lanes of a motorway then. So if I'm talking to an access point, I've got three miles, three years. I've got the access point's got three miles, three years. So it'd be a three by three. Yeah. And it can have a colon three spatial streams. So it can have three motorway lanes between the client and the access point. Exactly. The, the way I kind of, a good way to analogise this, I guess, is... Um, is that a proper word? I don't know. I've just made up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, let's put some Americanisms. Um, a good way to kind of get that one across is really uh, if you think of an FM radio and you'll listen to your radio in the car, um, it will be stereo. So at one speaker, you'll have the drums and the guitars, and at the other speaker, you'll have the, the person singing. It's on the same frequency, it's on the same bands, but you're sending two different types of information across. Oh. So um, that's essentially what you can consider what a spatial stream is in this instance. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, a, it's a really important point to understand because uh, I guess back in the olden days, if that device supported B or that device supported G or uh, 11A, then then that that was all there there was to know that that device supported that data rate so that that device supported that standards that that was that was it with with 11n you then introduce this new capability of spatial streams which means that you've got devices that support all different kinds of data rates so typically a phone uh, a, a smartphone will will support one spatial stream it's got one radio so that means you can only have in. one yeah one mouth one ear and then i've only got one lane I'm yeah. even though the access point has the ability of having three lanes if it's a three by three by colon three yeah so three mouths three ears three spatial streams but if i'm only speak if, if my smart device only has one spatial stream i'm only ever going to use one spatial stream back to exactly it. right yeah so typically a, a lightweight laptop or a tablet would support two spatial streams two lanes and then a high-end laptop so i mean again talking in apple terms for something like a macbook pro or a high-end intel based laptop will support three spatial streams yeah so you're not not going to get those really high-end data rates on uh, on, on all devices right okay and again, it's going down to that lowest common denominator. So I could have, we could be in a room with you're on a MacBook Pro, I'm on a 
I'm on a, 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 a smart, I'm on a maybe a, I know, an Android device, mm. uh, and you could be on something else, Jason, mm. on, on a tablet maybe, and each one of us will have, I may be one, you may be two, Jason, and you may be three, but whoever's speaking at that time, whoever's transmitting that data and receiving that data will work on that the spatial streams that they have. So if mm. I'm using it, I'm on one, you'll be on three, Brett, and you'll be on two. Yeah, so it's sort of down to the lowest common denominator of what device is speaking at that time. Yeah, yes. and, and right. most um, client devices, such as your phones, as, as Brett's correctly said, you know, they only have one spatial stream and one radio, primarily because it's, it's all about battery life on, on those devices. So if you introduce more radios, then your battery life isn't going to last very long. So... Mm. Um, with the latest technology, so 11AC, for example, there's various um, uh, capability within that standard which enables a higher data rate to those clients with a single spatial stream, so you don't have to have multiple radios. Mm-hmm. Um, so example is, you know, you, you can bond channels or you can do beam forming or... Oh, crikey, we get, we uh, get too much now. Here we go. Uh, yeah. oh, as well as introducing more alphabets. Yeah. So yeah, you've talked about 11AC, you're now talking about beam forming. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right, so, so should, we, should we take it back a bit? So to, we, we've, I think we've done a really good job of making it clear of what sort of 11N... I think we talked about 11N and introducing those technology, yep. and we, spatial streams and mouths and ears. Um, We'll get on the channel bond then, yes. yeah, and, and, and beam forming in a second. Well, so, one thing we haven't oh. uh, said, which I think is probably important just to, to clarify, we've spoken about all these different standards, but the, the really important thing to understand is that they're fully backwards. backwards That's capacity. a really good point. So That's a really good there point. Is, there is no reason. So 11AC is the, the very latest standard, so there's no reason not to deploy that today, if, even if you've got legacy clients in your network because they're absolutely still going to work, but all the new clients that you, you're buying will, will get to benefit from those faster speeds. Yeah, so it does, So when people go, oh, I, I haven't got any AC clients out there, mm. so AC is the new, the latest version of, of, of Wi-Fi, yeah. uh, which we will talk about in a second. Um, but if I've, if I've got older laptops that maybe are, I don't know, 11N, maybe 11A or 11 B or G, yeah. they will still work with it. So it's not, Absolutely. it's not. You don't have to match the client technology with the latest Wi-Fi AP access point technology. Absolutely right. Okay, cool. That's really, that's a really good point. So, leading on to that, then, eleven AC. What is it? Apart from it's another lap for two letters instead of one now. So eleven AC. Go on, guys. Yeah, so 11AC is is the latest standard, and um, it was kind of delivered in two waves. So if you're in the marketplace looking at um, 11AC deployments, then there's two available uh, methods out there. One's called Wave 1, which is available uh, today, and it's been at 8.4. So is that waving with one hand? Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But essentially what that is, is... Um, the ability to bond uh, a number of, uh, of the 5 gigahertz channels, only available in 5 gigahertz. So there's some new modulation techniques in there, which we won't go into, which is uh, 256 quam. Oh, that's your favourite. <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> ever had the joys of being presented to by Jason uh, at a tech workshop, you will get quammed. You, you'll get quammed by quam 256. And it's going back to our yeah. <laughs> back to university, stroke college days. So anyway, we won't it's, go into that good now. Stuff. But um, <laughs> essentially, yes, it, it's, it's all about um, client experience. So 
Um, it's giving essentially gigabits uh, over wireless LAN, uh, so that's essentially uh, one gigabits over the air uh, that you're going to be getting from a wow. wireless client. So it's equivalent to wired speeds that's available now. For most desktops, they only have a, a one gigabit Ethernet connection. You'll even have a, a one gigabit Ethernet connection at home on your home hub. So you know that's the speed we're doing over the air. Now that's wave one. Wave two, which is just being released. Um, is going one step further. I mean, that's potentially um, going to give you anywhere up to three and a half gig you know, over the air. Yeah. The standard actually allows you to go up to six point nine gig, but it's very unlikely we're going to. You're going to. The thing is, that. the interesting thing, and you yeah. sort of go to your point earlier on, Brett, about sort of the, the clients, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's it's you can have. Um, I mean, a wave two Wi-Fi network, but what clients? What clients are out there, and that's the thing. It's, it still yeah. becomes that lowest common denominator. Your, yeah. your Wi-Fi technology might be the latest and greatest, but you've still got clients out there that aren't designed out here. Because are they? Are they? Are they Wave Two devices being being manufactured? So we've got. Uh, th- there are a few, and, and literally a few, um, from s- some uh, some device manufacturers that we see very little in Europe. So certainly in in uh, sort of uh, Far East, we, we've we've seen some Wave Two capable devices starting to come out. Um, we certainly haven't seen the mainstream manufacturers bringing devices out just yet. So it's going to be a little while before you get a Samsung or an Apple device that supports um, support Wave Two. Um, that said, that they're, they're absolutely going to come. So yeah. um, it, it won't, won't be all that long before we, we do have those. So clients. what are the real benefits you're going to get from Wave 2 then? Because there are a couple of things in there, isn't there, that, that mm. it does that help to improve things? Yeah, I think the, the most significant, most interesting development is, and this, this, is, uh, this is another big clang coming up um, <laughs> you're going to drop some real <laughs> super techie there of us now multi-user MIMO there oh my go. god so, so what's MIMO MIMO is multiple input multiple output okay which is multiple mouths multiple ears so okay spatial multiplexing yeah. that we've, we've spoken about now as we as we said historically we've used MIMO, multiple input, multiple output, yeah. to improve the performance between one client and one access point. So we've been able to speed up that communication by two or three times by adding uh, adding more, more spatial streams. Uh, what we're introducing with Wave 2 is the ability to do what the marketing people like to call switch-like Wi-Fi. Um, I, I think you would be hard to uh, to argue that it's like a switch when it's uh, necessary. It's switchish. Yeah, switchish. But essentially, <laughs> what it means is that you can have three devices, typically three smartphones, that could communicate with that access point at exactly the same time. So it's like having a three-port switch, basically. And that's using so going because you've explained very clearly, isn't it? It's, it's using the spatial stream. So if I've got a device that's a one spatial stream, and you've got a one spatial stream device, mm-hmm. and Jason's got a one spatial stream device, and you've got an AP that can do three spatial streams, we could all get one each and all communicate at the same time. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. So it is pseudo switching. Pseudo switching. Yeah. So, 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 so your spatial streams are your ports then on a, on your imaginary yeah. type switch. Yeah. You can think of it that way. And, and I think the. I mean, th- this is for for the three of us in this room. This is fascinating. This is this is really cool stuff because this is we are. This is this is this is what we enjoy. <laughs> this makes us happy. Yeah. This this is really changing the way that the Wi-Fi fundamentally works. Uh, but 
today we don't know what impact that's going to have so we don't we don't have the we don't have the clients so we 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 ultimately don't know yet um just how much of a performance improvement that's going to give us um but that's not to say that that it's not going to give a performance improvement it's just that we've we've yeah. got to we, it'd be interesting to see in 12 months time really the impact that, that that's yeah that's, okay that's, that's interesting because the other thing that and i know we haven't talked about this too much is about the impact on the wired network though mm. so if i'm now got a switch i mean in the in the old days when i was doing wi-fi you'd be doing it on 10 100 ports connecting yeah. access point in now you're on so then, then then we became onto gig ports gig poe ports yeah and you think well i've got an ap now that can do all, over a gig yeah it's, it's it's i guess it's one of the uh, gotchas if you like if you're looking at a gigabit wi-fi because you are actually pumping higher speeds over the Air compared to what your cable connection is going to be yeah. uh, typically in most environments. So, um, one of the innovations that obviously we're championing within Cisco is uh, something called multi gigabit or it's uh, N base T standard. If anyone likes those acronyms, but oh, we've got enough acronyms <laughs> already on this podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, what that essentially means is we're now having the capability uh, because you are pumping more than a gigabit over the over the air. Um, we will allow you to do that over an existing Cat5e cable. So if you've already got those cables installed, you don't need to rip and replace them. And you can do anything up to 2.5 or 5 gig with PoE over your existing cable. So there's, a, there's an investment protection capability there. So you don't have to... So you don't have to pull brand new old cables. Yeah. And that can get quite expensive, can't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very often, I guess, you guys would know that more, more than I do in, in certainly in sort of healthcare environments. The... the the, the, the cost of yeah, yeah, running a cable in a in a in a hygienic yeah. environment yeah. is um, is often more expensive than, than the piece of hardware. Yeah. At the end of it, so. Okay. Wonderful. Thanks for listening to part one of Cisco's Wi-Fi Best Practice podcast. The second part of this podcast will be available soon to download.